0: Broadcasting live to New York,
1: Bloomberg 1130,
0: to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance.
2: Good morning at 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with uh, Tom Keene. Here's a couple of the headlines we're following from companies as we get ready for trading on this jobs day. Foxconn and Sharp aiming to sign their $6 billion takeover agreement as early as Monday. They've decided their deal doesn't require major changes. People familiar say Goldman Sachs will eliminate more than 5% of traders and salespeople in its fixed-income business, Bank of America, going to dismiss about 150 trading and investment banking employees next week. AMC Entertainment, uh, that's controlled by China's richest man, by the way, agreeing to buy Carmike Cinema's $1.1 billion all-cash deal Creates the world's largest cinema chain. And now, Michael Barr has the latest world and national headlines.
3: Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Insults flew as the four Republican presidential candidates took the stage in last night's debate in Detroit. Donald Trump kept referring to Florida Senator Marco Rubio as Little Marco. In the end, the candidates on Fox News pledged to support Trump if he becomes the nominee. I'll support the Republican nominee. Yes, because I gave my word that I would. Sometimes he makes it a little bit hard, but I, I will support whoever is the Republican nominee for president. The answer is yes, I will. The White House calls it a showdown between heavyweights in the world of computer science. Students from MIT and Britain's University of Cambridge will spend the weekend hacking into each other's computers. The two schools are competing in a hacking contest that President Obama and British Prime Minister Cameron announced last year, among other joint cybersecurity projects between the two nations. Hundreds of thousands of students will sit down tomorrow to take the SAT, which figures into their college admission hopes, and they'll find that it has been redesigned and streamlined Early reviews from the students who took it this week say it is shorter on trick questions. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom?
2: Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, and that means John Stashower, John? Thanks, Mike. All three
0: local hockey teams were on the road. And the Islanders and Devils both won following similar scripts. Both were trailing with a minute to play, tied the game, and then won in overtime. The Isles 4-3 at Winnipeg. Kyle Akposo, the game winner, midway through OT after Anders Lee got them there with a half-minute to go in regulation. Islanders 5-1 and one on the seven-game road trip that ends Sunday at the Garden against the Rangers. Devils had lost 6-7, never led in Nashville until Adam Henrique's game-winner at 154 after he tied it with 40 seconds left in regulation. Devils won 5-4. Rangers' three-game win streak ended in Pittsburgh 4-1. Penguins scored three times in 99 seconds late in the second period. The Rangers have to come right back tonight and visit league-leading Washington. And the Blue Shirts have not lost back-to-back Game since December. Golden State Warriors won again last night, beating Oklahoma City. The Warriors are 55 and 5. They've won 44 in a row at home in the regular season. That ties the NBA record. College basketball, the Metro Atlantic tourney underway in Albany with Manhattan advancing. Both Monmouth and Iona, who are the top two seeds, will be in action tonight. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stash.
2: Thank you, John. Today is, of course, Jobs Day. We're celebrating here at uh, Bloomberg Surveillance. 195,000 jobs is the consensus of economists uh, we surveyed, 190,000 of those will be private payrolls, manufacturing payrolls forecast to decline by a 1,000, unemployment forecast no change, 4.9% and earnings up two-tenths, which would keep us on a 2.5% average hourly earnings year-over-year basis. And that's a number that a lot of people will be watching very closely, all the Jobs numbers coming your way, 8.30 Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, this is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. We are seeing green on the screen, some optimism perhaps about the jobs numbers, although you never can quite tell whether Wall Street thinks good news is bad news or vice versa. But right now, S&P futures are up by three points, about two-tenths of a percent. Same percentage gain for Dow E-mini futures. They are up by 31 points, and it's a 14-point gain for NASDAQ futures. They are up three-tenths. We are excited because, of course, we have been speaking with Robert Gordon from Northwestern University author of the Rise and Fall of American Growth also a member of the uh, National Bureau of economic uh, for Economic uh, research Business Cycle Dating Committee, and as uh, he was telling me just a few moments ago, there's no cycle to date right now, so we're not talking about uh, recession no at the moment. No committee has met less often. <laughs> yeah, no committee has met less often, you say. That's right. <laughs> uh, and Alan Kruger, our regular Jobs Day guest, of course, uh, Princeton economist, former Labor Department uh, chief economist, former Treasury Department chief economist. The man can't hold a job. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's with us as well today. I want to go back to a question that I asked Professor Gordon Allen just before uh, we took a break. With all the um, – I don't know what, even what to call the presidential race this year. It is so strange. And obviously there is a candidate who doesn't seem to be qualified, doesn't understand economics. So I asked the professor – and, and you have you'll have great perspective because you were on the inside. How much difference a president can make to the economy? Uh, does the does the massive bureaucracy of the United States government leaven what a president can do, or can there
4: be real damage done? Thank you. Uh, I'm of the belief there could be real damage. You know, if you talk about starting a trade war with China, uh, disrupting relationships with Mexico, um, cutting, you know. Dramatically cutting taxes, blowing up the deficit, um, the way uh, enforcement works for regulations. Uh, I think president can uh, cause a lot of damage. I- I'm just wondering, though, uh,
2: you can say you want to trade war. You can say you want to deport 11 million people.
4: But is Congress going to let you? Is uh, the bureaucracy going to let you? Well, not all of that requires congressional action. The president has a lot of authority. So uh, – i I really worry for the future, uh given some of the alternatives
2: well professor Gordon uh how important are the uh undocumented uh immigrants here? There are something like eight million people who are out of work who would like work if you deport uh, eleven million I guess the calculation is about eight million of those are uh in the labor force um can't Uh, citizens replace those.
1: Well, let's not exaggerate. Uh, We have a normal amount of unemployment that it takes uh, teenagers to find new jobs, people who are going back and forth to school uh, are counted as unemployed when they're doing routine uh, job search. So it's not that we have 8 million people who are uh, desperately unable to find jobs. We have a very high rate of job hiring now. Uh, we have very healthy turnover in the labor market. We're getting our unemployment rate down into the 4.5% range, uh, which is generally thought to be about as low as we can get and stay safe on the Fed's inflation target. Uh, so uh, what we've got is an economy that is already very dependent on those undocumented uh, immigrants who are here and many of whom have been here for years uh, go into any restaurant look at who the cooks are look at who the wait staff is look at the people who do the real n- nuts and bolts work of running the american economy and many of them are among those uh, undocumented aliens we can't uh, do without them and it would be enormously disruptive to try to suddenly come along and tell them that they all have to leave i think it's to- totally infeasible uh, i think the the bureaucracy would simply ignore that this. But it can make a difference. Uh, Alan,
2: the uh, the idea of the manual labor uh, worker, uh, how important is that going to be going forward in an economy that we keep hearing is becoming more and more technology and robot driven?
4: Well, uh, in the long run, the pattern has been for machinery to replace routine work, manual labor. And I think that'll continue on the other hand, in, in the near term, we're still very dependent on uh, the use of muscle uh, in terms of construction, in terms of uh, building our roads, uh, houses. Um, so uh, I think, you know, for the f- foreseeable future, uh, we're still going to be very dependent on manual labor. Does
2: the employment report give us any clue as to how many? people are in that job category and/or uh, you know non-citizens or the people who would be deported
4: uh, the monthly report doesn't give too much purchase on the und- undocumented immigrants uh, but there are pretty good estimates of how many undocumented workers there are in the u.s you know one of the things which has been amazing to me is that we're having this debate at a time when net migration to Mexico is negative. We're, we're seeing outflows that we have for the past few years, uh, which just is a sign, I think, of how far off base the discussion has been compared to the reality of what's uh, driving our economy. Uh, Professor
2: uh, Gordon, I only have 30 seconds left, but what, do you, what would you say to the people who are supporting Donald Trump who feel that they don't have a future? Uh,
1: I would tell them that... Uh, We need to have a a more equal society, not a less equal society. Uh, We don't want to run up deficits by cutting taxes on the rich. And we need to have programs that support people like them. Uh, They're voting for the wrong person.
2: Professor Robert Gordon from uh, Northwestern University and, of course, Alan Krueger from Princeton. Alan will be staying around. We thank Professor Gordon for coming in today. A, a treat. And, again, uh, his book, The Rise and Fall of American Growth, definitely my uh, book of the year, and everybody should check that out. Uh, it will give you a very good read. Good thing it is not a, uh, it's not summertime because it's a little heavy for a beach book. <laughs> I mean, it's 800 pages. Uh, we'll be back here on Bloomberg Surveillance. This is Bloomberg Radio Worldwide. We are counting down to the opening bell, brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and legendary 4x4
4: capability. Drive one at your local Jeep dealer today.